Welcome to Tana Syndrome Talking to You podcast with your host Emily Seymour. This podcast, I hope, will make people with Tana Syndrome feel less alone and I hope it spreads awareness on Tana Syndrome to people who may not know about Tana Syndrome before. I have lots of experiences on this podcast from sisters, from brothers to ladies themselves with Tanner syndrome to doctors I have a good range of experiences on this podcast so if you want to know more about Tanner's then keep on listening hi everyone so bit of a different episode bit of a first time we're in Australia hi Olivia Hello, so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really glad we made it work with the time difference. Really. Yes, yes, I know. I thought it was just, it was going to be a bit more of a um, difficulty than it turned out to be. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you a few things about Turner's, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. What is your relationship Hmm. with Turner's? So I was diagnosed with Turner's when I was six months old. Um, So in that respect, I think I've had a really good relationship with Turner's um, because I've always known. Um, It was never ever kept a secret. I don't even remember being told. Um, It was just, it was never a let's sit down and tell you what this is um it was just a gradual sort of thing as things came up was it was um it was sort of dealt with so I was never ever made to feel like I was not normal or anything like that because it was just seen as this is just a part of you and this is just something that we have to that we have to that we have to deal with um so I think in that respect it's been um really good like I've you know I can't imagine I've been listening to some of the episodes of your podcast and I can't believe what it would be like to find out even like even at 10 um years old as I think one of your previous guests um, had found out like um you know, because you're sort of already starting to develop um, who you are and to have that sort of rocked like that in a, in a way, um, I, I think would have been much, much more difficult. I think it's what you said about, like, you know, being a big sit-down thing. That I think that's quite important because each, each family to their own, but it kind of makes... It makes it a bigger deal. Oh, and definitely. It, it, it and yeah. One of the, I'm definitely um, grateful that that wasn't the case, that, that wasn't the case for me. And I grew up, you know, this is just something that we're going to have to, as I said, deal with, um, you know, and take every challenge as it comes. What's your biggest challenge time has been? Oh, I think that's definitely that's definitely changed um, 
depending on where you are in life, right? Like I think when I was very little, it was taking the growth hormone. Mm. Um, I remember, you know, absolutely crying when I was little at having to take this, having to have this needle because at that stage, at that age, you don't, you don't fully understand why, right? Um, it's just something that you have to do, um, you know, and I know how traumatizing it would have been for my parents as well to have to do that to your, you know, to your little girl. So that definitely was a huge challenge to, um, to have to deal with. And then growing up, especially in primary school, I definitely feel that tennis may have contributed to social issues that I may have had. I definitely found it difficult with friendships um, and making friends and things like that um, in in primary school, which I don't think that was as talked about as it is now, um, especially not with social media and, and things like that. I think, um, you know, a lot of the information about Turner's was found from, I know my mum found out about Turner's from, a, from medical journals that the doctor gave. Um, and a lot of it was about, you know, physical characteristics and things like that, like the webbed neck and things like that and, um, you know, swollen, um, you know, hands and feet and that sort of thing. But there wasn't a lot that I recall talking about how it can affect you socially. Um, yeah, so that's something that I probably definitely struggled with when I was younger along with, um, you know, um, like all of us, I imagine social, um, spatial, sorry, awareness, um, things like that. It definitely took me a lot longer than the average to get my license um, due to spatial awareness issue. Um, I always struggled with math at school. Math was always, always a problem for me. Um, but Turners. Maths is a problem anyway, let alone adding turners in the mix. Oh, yeah, 100%. And um, I think that's where it was good in school in a way, because that I was never made to feel like that was never an issue because, as you said, math is something that, you know, every kid, every kid struggles with. It's either maths or it's English, like, you know, some kids struggle with either or both or, you know, so I never felt, um, you know, abnormal, I guess, in, mm. in that respect. Um, I guess and one of the other bigger challenges that we all face with Turner's is, um, you know, accepting the fact that you might be able to carry your own children, you as well have your own children um, naturally and, that's something that, again, I feel grateful that I always knew that I had turners because I never, I was always told that. Like I never, again, I never remember having a specific conversation about that. It was just something that naturally would have gotten brought up as I was, as I was growing up. So I've had my entire life, and I'm, I'm 31 now too, kind of accepted and it's not really until you know you see um you know like my best friend 
um, has a one, almost two-year-old. And um, it's definitely not, I, I don't know if I specifically want children, but feeling that that choice is taken away from you um, is one of the challenges that I think a lot of us probably come to um, around this age or even younger. Mm. Um, once it's, you start seeing people start having children. Yeah. It's just very confusing, isn't it? Because you don't know. I'm speaking of my experience, but it sounds like it might be yours as well. I don't know if I want children, but as you said, it's a choice and it's just really confusing. Why are we getting upset over something we might not even want? But it's still hard. Yeah, I think definitely. And I think, as you said, I think it's the fact that that choice is taken 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 away from you. And, you know, I have friends who have decided they don't want children. Um, and that's completely fine. I would never judge anyone for that. But that's um, that's their choice and that's something that they have made the decision to do. Um, but I think as much as a challenge, as I said, I am very grateful that I always knew that and that I'm not finding out now. Mm. Um, you know, I am single, but if I was in a relationship or something like that and to find, and if I was to find out, when I was trying to have children, I think that that would be, as a lot of women do, mm, um, I think a, that would be really, really difficult. That's a nice positive spin on it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, a lot can be said about the, you know, like I said, the challenges and things like that. And there are a lot of challenges, but, you know, I think that, you also have to try and look at the positives out of it, out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. What has been your biggest positive then? Your most positive experience of tennis? The, the most positive experience, I think, of having tennis is just to the other girls that I've been able to meet that are going through the exact same thing as you. Like as I, I remember meeting my first friend with Turner's at about eight or nine years old. And to be able to, you know, have that when you're so young and to be able to look at someone and talk to someone your own age and go, wow, you're like me and you also have the same difficulties as me and you're going through um, the same thing as me. And then that led to, you know, um, being a part of the, you know, association and um, getting to go to picnics and, you know, being around even more, you know, girls who were going through the same thing as me and you know in the area that I live in it has been um difficult to you know remain um 
well, to keep the association running specifically in this area because Newcastle isn't really a big city. But now, recently, um, we've been able to come back as older women and a lot of us who sort of met as part of the association when we were younger in the area and be able to, you know, connect on a level as being adult winners. Um, and, you know, there's um, a couple of girls who are part of the association that were little girls when I met them as 16 years old. And so to be able to offer that advice as um, a 30-something-year-old woman to uh, someone who's in their early 20s, I think that's been a really positive thing um, as part of um, Turner's. And as you get older, start to, you know, think, well, this is what I've gone through. So how can I, you know, use that to help others in any way that I can? Amazing. So I'm actually really intrigued by this, but it is a standard question. So you mentioned about yeah. the association. Is there a Turner Syndrome Society in Australia? Yeah, so there is a Turner Syndrome um, Association um, in Australia. It's based, like the, the head of the association is based in Queensland, um, which is a different, uh, different state to me. Um, and get-togethers and things like that are ran on a regular basis in each state, um, which, is re which is really, really great. Um, and they're things that are based around um, different, different age groups. So they might have get-togethers for, um, you know, families and um, it will be based around uh, children with uh, for parents with children who are that are younger, um, younger families. And then they'll have, um, a, I noticed that in Victoria, they were having a, a teenager's uh, camp for girls that are just that little bit older. But then also um, the, the association will have get-togethers for um, older, older women as well. And that's something that I think I would really like to be able to, um, you know, get into a little bit more now that I am sort of a little bit older is being able to provide or an experience for girls, especially in my area where there isn't really much of being able to come together as, you know, older, older women. But once you get, once you get past the, age of you know you're being a child and going through your teenage teenage years mm -hmm. being able to have a space to go when you're in, when you're women um and I I think that you know especially in my area there could be a lot more support in that area yeah okay so you've mentioned the next two questions a little bit how has the association helped you yeah, so as a, the association helped, has helped me a lot in terms of growing my confidence in having in having turners. Um, you know, as I said, being able to see that there are other women who are girls like me at such a um, you know a, a critical a critical age, um, being being so young, I would say that that's 
a lot of how it's helped me. Um, also, I can recall, you know, think not being in Australia, it's sometimes hard to get to the international conferences. Um, and so I remember that they would have, you know, speakers who were at the conferences, um, you know, coming and speaking at the um, local children's hospital and um, being able to get that same information, even though we weren't able to, a lot of us weren't able to attend in person. And I know specifically when I was a 13-year-old, they had a, um, a day down in Luna Park down in Sydney and it was designed as a sort of um, alternative to the international conference where you would get all the information that you got at the international conference, but it was um, done domestically. And they had, and they also, they even had um, your from the UK, so you probably haven't heard of him, but um, a local's, um, musician by the name of Guy Sebastian if you haven't probably haven't heard of him but he won a you have he ran Australian Idol um in 2003 so I remember him coming and they the association got him to come and perform um which was really awesome and kind of makes you feel a little bit important as well you're like wow if this if he feels like this is an important enough a cause to be a part of then you know yeah yeah so you've been to the conference you well you've been to that conference what's your involvement have you been to picnic days like you said yeah so I've been to recently the association had a um a lunch in in Newcastle which was the first one that I'd heard of in a really really long time a lot of them as I said are based in um, Sydney but to be honest that was probably the first one that I had been a part of in a really really long time um, I think as you get older unfortunately it gets really hard life gets busy you start working um, people's lives start to get busier and busier so um, the involvement was definitely a lot more when I was younger in terms of going to um, picnics and um, that sort of that sort of thing. Um, but I definitely like to become a lot more involved now. Mm-hmm. Now that I've sort of got um, you know into being a part of the association again as an adult. It is tricky, like you said, like when you start like, a lot of your free time is used up (laughs) oh for sure for sure and I definitely think that here in Australia um the association I think we could do so much more in terms of raising awareness um I know that um it's in Europe or whether it was um they had a walk is that right a walk um it I can't think of it on the top of my head but I remember seeing something about a walk 
but I can't remember yeah. if it was the UK or... Yeah, it was like a, I got sent to their YouTube video and it was like different areas and um, and then people would jump from one area to the other and um, and it was all sort of just to raise awareness and I thought that's something that um, isn't really done much in Australia. Um, and I think that's really important. Yeah, awareness is so important. What is your biggest message on tightness syndrome, your most important? I think the most important message is that it doesn't define who you are. I know that sounds very cliche, but it's true. It doesn't really, it doesn't define who you are. It's just one part of who, who we are as, um, as women. And I think it's really important that we continue to support each other and um yeah I think that is the most important message that that yeah it just it does not define who you are the cliche is for a reason because <laughs> it's just oh for sure the true um yeah is there anything else you'd like to add to your episode no I think that I think that um yeah about covered it just um thank you so much for what you're doing I hope that you know the podcast continues to grow and grow and yeah it's awesome oh thank you so much I'm sure it will bigger better always <laughs> um thank you so much it's been so interesting hearing about the Australian side of Turners is in like the association and everything I have really enjoyed meeting you and everyone listening. I hope you too. That and see you next week. How good was that episode? I really, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. So if you want to know more about Tanner Syndrome, you can go to www.tss.org.uk which is the official website of the Turner Syndrome Support Society UK, which is incredible. It helps so many people. And I'm only speaking of the UK society because I'm based in the UK, but there are other, there are other charities and organizations across the world, depending on which country you're in. So just have a Google and see what you can find so if you want to know more as well you can listen back to my first ever episode where I explain what Turner syndrome is there we go I really hope you enjoyed that episode and I will see you next time <laughs>